This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, so hi, everyone. Um, first off, I want to say that this is not a new episode of the show. I want to get that out of the way right away so that we don't disappoint anyone with this, but this is a series of updates and also a Q&A with myself. Myself is Laura Hunter-Drago and I edit St. Mary's and produce St. Mary's and I play Florence and Miss Samantha Macker, who created and writes the whole show. hello (laughs) yeah hopefully this will be fun and yeah I guess we'll go ahead and and sort of talk about the we've been I think our last episode was uh Halloween of last year and we're on like a little extended hiatus that um for a couple of reasons um some of which are super awesome so I don't know Sam if you want to like talk about your life (laughs) my extended hiatus yes um so uh I had a baby in January um so that was really exciting um and leading up to having the baby I had COVID and stuff so I was kind of under the weather um we moved three states or so no I think we moved we moved from Virginia to New York so we moved really far away um and now I have a newborn at home and so we're just kind of been um hanging out with her and getting used to having uh, an extra little one around the house, um, uh, which is harder than when we had puppies. So <laughs> fair. More I of think the that's time. fair. She's super cute though. So very cute. Know. So it's worth it, you know, <laughs> Kids. but I, yeah, I mean, a lot of things happen. So it does feel like, uh, yeah, the hiatus was, was coming <laughs> it was coming and you know it was also kind of um, cool about it though uh, in addition to having the kid it was nice to be able to take a little bit of space from all these characters that I had spent so much time with and be able to over the last couple weeks revisit um, yeah. revisit their stories as we start planning uh, forging ahead um, whenever the writer strike is over I suppose. well exactly yeah that's the other thing that I was going to mention is you know we, then as we were talking about like when do we start back up this whole um, WGA strike has happened and is continuing to go on and looks like it's probably going to go on for uh, a little bit of time here and I think neither of us are in the WGA but we're both writers and support writers of all kinds and um, and definitely don't feel great about releasing any type of new content right now while all of the the strike stuff is going on just feels like not the solidarity that maybe is needed so that is another reason for kind of extending this hiatus so uh, when whenever that is over and you know people decide to pay writers then we will start releasing new episodes of the show so that's what's going on right now (laughs) Yes, but we look forward to a joyful and exciting return to the to the story arc, and um, and I can't wait really to start 
digging in <laughs> to Me this too. like spooky new school that we've got going on and uh which has been a lot of fun um yeah oh I always get so excited like whenever you send new episodes it's always like almost like I'm watching or reading a new episode of my favorite tv show it's like huh Yay. Sometimes it feels a bit like that to me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Um, okay, so we've talked for a while actually um, about doing a Q&A as a podcast episode. And so we were saying, oh, how do we kind of let everybody know what's going on, but maybe also do something a little bit fun. So I have like maybe 10 or 12 questions um, that we got submitted from people about the show and uh yeah I guess we'll like give a shot at at answering some of y'all's burning questions and also I'm going to leave at the end of this episode or our on our Spotify page um space to ask additional questions and we might do this again later or we might just respond in the chat on Spotify so if you have another question that you didn't get to ask go ahead and ask it there um but okay uh one we've basically already answered which was what is the status of season two of the show so let's skip into question two which is can you talk about the experience of releasing the show and the audience's response so far Ooh, laura i think you've got more of like the analytics on the back end i can just speak to the general joy of watching the numbers increase and things like that as episodes get released but um, yeah. do you want to tell us more about our audience and where they come from and who they are? Yeah. Yeah. We had such a cool thing. Spotify does this awesome end of year artist thing, I think for music and for podcasters. And, and last year we were, I, I'm now I'm forgetting the stats, but it was amazing that like, it was nearly every country in the world we'd had a listener from, and, um, you know, we were making more content than like uh, X amount of people who are making podcasts and stuff like that so that was really cool to see um we've got like over fifty-five thousand listens now which is crazy when we <laughs> were like oh let's <laughs> make this it was like height of the pandemic still um sam and i made a feature film and we were like i don't think we can make another feature film in the middle of covid um, so no. we were like, oh, what do we do? We didn't know um, what to do with ourselves. And Sam had written a short film, maybe like 10 years before that I had done a reading yeah, I think of this. 2012, 2013. Yeah. So it was a really long years. time ago. Yeah. And I, I did a reading of it back then and played Florence in the short film. And then um which never got made the film itself was was never made correct it was like a reading no and so it was we were a reading. like maybe we could go back to that that was good um and then Sam just like all of a sudden you had like a hundred pages of scripts for a podcast um and we just kind of like jumped right into it and cast some really fun people um which is another thing I'm excited to get back to is hearing our actors um we miss them yes, <laughs> the we best love part. them they're like so fun and it's so like rewarding to like get the episodes and then I like edit it together and and then to have it like all finished and it's a pretty quick process has been really fun um but yeah I think the other thing about releasing and and just seeing what's happened is we really haven't done a ton to market the show and yet we've gotten all of these listeners so it's it's really cool that audio dramas are like such a big thing right now and that people like we see you guys on reddit and stuff 
um commenting on the show which is and so cool yeah like asking when it'll be back and yeah it's just like super overwhelming and um really fun it is really fun I think this is easily like you know as a playwright and a filmmaker and things like that you always hope that your work has an audience and I think this is far and away like the largest audience I've ever had for any of my work and um and for it to have just come from such like a organic let's have a good time let's um let's find some cool people to work with uh, it just kind of feels for me like sort of the, the proof is in the pudding for like if you really like your work and you're your own first audience other people will come along for the ride with you which is really fun so I feel like that for sure feels like a big a yeah big I think the whole here. thing has been like super not stressful which is like Mm-mm. really nice that then people are coming in and finding it on their own so <laughs> yeah um, okay next question uh what is different about writing a podcast versus a movie or a play um you know what it's very similar to writing a play Mm. uh in a lot of ways so there's an old adage that's like if you're um if you're watching a film you should be able to know what's going on without the without any lines but if you're watching a play you should be able to tell what's going on without anyone on stage um so so it's kind of um using some of those same um same baseline skills I learned in grad school at Holland's um to uh write a really good play the biggest difference is um the duration and that it's episodic um that is a lot more like screenwriting I imagine than um than playwriting and also I give a lot of thought to the types of, uh, sorry, audio atmosphere, like the soundscape of the, um, of the world. Like when I was trying to come up with a sound that demarcates um, the transition from Mm -hmm. Florence's reality to Florence's dissociative reality, um, Laura and I collaborated on creating a cool sound, but I had to indicate in the script that there was a shift yeah. in the world um, and that it needed to be clearly communicated, not just in the script, but in the, um, but in the soundscape as well. Yeah. I feel like we've also built it over time to like, as, and as like the show, the world of the show has kind of expanded even with each episode, like purposely. And then also the sound kind of ends up also becoming a bigger thing as you expand the world so yeah it is it's interesting to like play with all that stuff well now we have two worlds right we don't have just well we don't have just saint mary's and um florence's house we now have um saint nicholas school and the safe house where um the saint mary's girls are um so that's really fun too to like think about all these different these different spaces places yeah it's interesting um okay next question what is your favorite storyline in the show? Ooh, I'll let you go first. No, you go first. You you write it. <laughs> My favorite storyline? Hmm. I really am genuinely attached to all of them. I think I'm a little bit in Inez's pocket right now because of um she like her experiencing a pregnancy and having a, a daughter of her own. And mm. um, I draw from a lot of that experience when I'm 
trying to viscerally understand her character, um, which is something I do a lot in my work. I typically write from uh, some firsthand experience, at least to some extent, like even St. Mary's School is based on the high school Laura and I attended. So when I'm describing the spaces or like the characters describing the spaces, um, even down to like the hallways and the lockers and things like that, that was our firsthand experience. Mm -hmm. And I am excited to see like kind of where, um, <laughs> since the St. Mary's girls are a little bit more up in the air in terms of like plot line this season, um, like the St. Nicholas girls, I have a pretty good sense of where their stories are going. Um, it always feels like a fun, like creative exercise to like write, uh, write these other characters. In essence, I love all of them, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm resonating most with Inez's story right now. Um, and then I just always love writing Katrina. She's just a blast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I think like, I'm really curious about Katrina's whole past and and like her upbringing and stuff so like every time we get little tidbits about like her dad and and all sorts of stuff like that I get really interested so I actually think I mean I'm I'm definitely invested in Florence because I play Florence but um I, I Katrina always like intrigues me I'm like what's going on there one of the characters that I think is also really fun to play with is Marjorie um and part of why I like her so much is that she's got um kind of like Caroline does like a real grounding in um a family like a memory of home um and so they in that way the two of them are really different from the rest of the girls um they have something to remember they had something to hold on to um and to strive for to get back um so one of my goals at some point when I have a lot more time is to write like a side quest episode for each of these mm. girls, like a five to 10 minute um, little episode uh, that explores where they were in the time before the uh, the episodes start or before the season starts. Mm. Um, but Marjorie is the only one I've actually written one for so I could get to know the character a little bit better. Um, yeah, uh, because I was just really interested in like what it was like for a St. Mary's girl to, who wasn't like just exiled but to have like abandoned a, yeah like a sense of home that was not just like Katrina who had like servants and whatever and family far away but like really intimate familial relationships that's interesting yeah and she has that great monologue in the Christmas episodes about oh, like that, that time with her family and stuff at the holidays which is always really cool to listen to I like going back mm -hmm. and listening to that one what is your favorite episode of the show so far I feel like every episode gets better. Like mm. every time I go back and I listen to them for continuity, <laughs> which I do a lot because I forget everything right. now. Right. Um, I feel like every episode gets better produced. Every episode gets better acting. Every episode gets better writing, I think, from my perspective, because I get to know everybody a little bit more. Mm. Um, I love, love, love the Christmas episodes. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping to replicate that again this year. Um, because I love them. They're just fun. Uh they're just fun episodes. Um I also really like the last two episodes of last season when everything kind of comes together um for the St. Mary's girls. Uh, I thought it was like definitely the creepiest episode. Like I was getting weirded out writing it, mm -hmm. but I was also getting weirded out like listening to it and um 
I don't know. Do you remember when I gave you a call to like talk through the ending? I'm like, yeah. this is unhinged, but I need to talk it out. Does this make any sense? And you were like, yes, of course it mm-hmm. does. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, we got it. Okay. <laughs> and that one felt like a little bit like magic because that one sort of, yeah, I felt like it was just such like an easy, like one of the easiest ones to write because I had such a good sense of everybody's voice at that point. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I think the Christmas episodes, when we released them, kind of were like a turning point in the show. It had, I think, also a little bit to do, we like got new key art, <laughs> which I think helped a ton for us in terms of like visibility, but it happened to be like that that Christmas week of 2021, 20, right? Yeah. yeah. Gosh, that's crazy. Um, And that week, our numbers just like went berserk and I think it maybe just you know over the holidays um people traveling and stuff like we're finding new things to listen to and it happened to be a Christmas episode so it was kind of cool so I, I like think about that um fondly and then I love episode eight of the first season which is called Alone um, oh that one is really good that one's yeah spooky. it's a good yeah it's very creepy um and then uh, same uh the the last two episodes the finale of last season um, there's like a sequence when Inez is walking through Florence's house um, that is just like so creepy when you get to it and it just like the sound all ended up coming out great and mm-hmm. just the whole thing was like very it felt really like um, and I think this is one of the fun things about like doing this together is like we we are kind of like running our own little tv series in a way and it really felt like a season finale to me like it felt like the world of the show was expanding and there was like a little cliffhanger and um yeah so it was just exciting um to make and also to then listen to um oh, so yeah those are my favorite which reminds me I have to resolve that cliffhanger at some point this season yeah yeah well that's what I'm here for continuity man I'm like oh yeah I remember that cliffhanger was I gonna do anything with that and I'm like yes yes you are you are you are (laughs) it is hard to like write and not be able to go back though um yeah in terms of like the difference between a series and writing something like a feature where you kind of finish the whole thing um before anybody sees it so that's an interesting thing to kind of learn about as we go um Okay. What inspired you to create the show? We talked a little bit about that, but maybe what inspired you with the original concept and the original short that you wrote? Oh, I don't know. I think um, I always am drawn to themes of religiosity and like purity and different things like that. I think are really interesting. I wanted to write a story. I think I set out to write a story the original script was that there was an all-girls Catholic school or an all-girls school where all the girls have stigmata and then a boy shows up and he's the most special of all of them. And I wanted um, in the short film to like really explore um, how that changed the dynamic among the girls. Mm -hmm. Um, And ultimately it sort of resolved the same way, but I think having had 10 years of space between the two projects, there's just so like um, Timothy was not a plant in the original. He really was a stigmatic Mm. uh, or a stigmatist rather um, who just had blind stigmata the way that it was described by Florence, the way that she perceived it and not like someone who was there to see if they could 
immaculately conceive another St. Nicholas kid, um, which I think is really interesting, like how much, uh, how much more or how much like less leeway I gave Timothy in this Mm. version of the story as opposed to the last version of the story and I think you know that's always informed by life experience and things like that but Mm. at the time I was like yeah at the time I was like really interested to to see like kind of how catty girls could be and and it became more about like how manipulative uh, the whole power structures can be uh, in pitting women against each other Mm. so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a, a different take on it that's interesting yeah well and we grew up around a lot of that like purity culture I think not only with attending catholic school but also just the time period it was a really big it was thing even in like pop music and and stuff like that you know like there was it's definitely changed a lot in the last several decades (laughs) (laughs) for the better thank goodness I'm I feel so like I think girls of today have so much to contend with with like social media and body mm-hmm. image and whatever, but at least they don't have to contend mm-hmm. with uh, purity balls and like right. saving yourself, <laughs> signing the book with your name the, in it and the the rings. Oh, and, and you're oh promising your dad to like. I don't know. So really thing. gross and weird. I'm so grateful my dad never was like. What? Mm-hmm. That seems like a great idea. I think you have been like, what the? F-? No. no, weird. But it was really per, per prevalent, like where we grew yes. up too. I'm yeah, reading, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, interesting. Time. A very different time. Although we did get the wadded up gum uh, yes. analogy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. Super helpful. I mean, yeah, that stuff still exists to some extent, but at least there's like pushback and like more of a conversation about it now than there was the all those years ago. However many it was, I don't remember. Um. Okay. Okay. So there's at least couple... sixteen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> I think twenty um, at this point. It's yeah. twenty. It's twenty. Um. Mm. Okay. So a couple questions <laughs> about um making an indie podcast. Generally speaking, um, that we got one was how do you audition for an audio drama. Um, which is a good question. Um, and actually we've had such a great experience in, in putting out castings for these shows and getting back like amazing numbers of responses and, and then having like uh, a ton of great options to choose from. It's actually been hard to like whittle down, you know, who, who should play what. And I think we have like a little kind of running list of people that didn't end up getting cast that were like, Oh, but maybe we'll find something for them down the road because they were so great but yeah I mean if you're if you're an actor or a voice actor and you're interested in auditioning for this type of stuff I would definitely recommend getting on some of the like actors access type breakdowns websites and and making a reel um you know it's pretty easy now to get a mic and um teach yourself a quick edit or pay someone to edit a little reel for you and um and then, yeah, I think the biggest thing when you're actually auditioning is clear audio um, and then just playing with it, you know, like you would for an audition for a play or a movie or anything else. Um, but yeah, the the technical aspect of it in terms of having really clear audio um, is actually a huge factor. Like I've, I've had people that 
sent in great auditions, but their audio wasn't clear. And because our actors all record remotely from their own home studios, we have to have um, as good audio quality as possible. So that would be my big note um, for anybody who's trying to kind of get into it is, is get your, you know, your good microphone and, and learn a little bit about how to clean up your takes and stuff like that. You know, just basic like noise removal things like that. Audacity is a free editing program and it's what we use to edit the whole show. Um, so I taught myself um, and it's pretty user-friendly. So uh, I'm no genius and I'm doing it. So. Debatable, debatable. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, so another question, or Sam, do you have anything on that? Or you, you've been, no. I mean, you've listened to all of our folks as they submit to we kind of do it together at the end and and rank them and rank them and then pair different people with different you know uh to see like what the pairing looks like um I think the cool thing about everybody that we've auditioned it's just like it really the quality of the auditions has been high it's just like basically in this role with these other actors who sounds like they fit in with the cast the best so it's it's cool and I I love writing for specific voices so it's really neat to hear the calling card for that actor yeah early in the process so I can get a really good sense of how they um how they talk so I can yeah. write as write them as well as possible it's a lot of times it's just a vibe too with casting where you kind of like I usually know pretty quickly like if somebody's could be right for something and then it comes down to like you said that's a good point about differentiating between different voices like that's been a big thing for us with this is finding different voice types and um, especially in the second season we have some accents happening and um and I think it helps listeners too to like know who they're hearing and stuff so that's another thing that we're sort of learning as we go um okay similar type of question if you can't afford to hire a sound engineer what are some tips um same uh, editing program audacity is free um, and super great and and I recommend like playing with that if you want to try and edit your own stuff um, I have a, a access to a sound effect library you can get those and and you know make sure you're doing all your checks in terms of like uh, what the fair usage and things like that are a lot of them allow as long as you're not like selling a specific product or something with them will will let you use it but make sure you read into that but having that kind of a library to play with and some background music and some noises um, adds so much to the show. So I definitely wouldn't like skip over doing it. Um, and and yeah, just play with it and, and learn how to like layer sound. And um, I think coming up with some consistency of like sounds that recur, like we have, uh, I, I don't even know if the audience knows actually what it's referred to, but the sound, <laughs> which is a very creepy sound that is, that comes up throughout St. Mary's. I, I do have we ever actually called it the sound or is that only in the script? I'm I can't remember. I think it's only in the script. We call so it the sound. So you're getting a here's a, a a special behind the scenes piece of information that that we actually refer to that noise as the sound, but I think it's super effective because as you're listening to the series, you know immediately, oh that means something big is coming. Um, so like building or something things like paranormal that. is coming. Yeah, yeah, something 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 supernatural is happening, and um, it, I think it's great to like build sort of your own world of audio, and that way the audience like 
after they've listened to a couple of episodes, it becomes like they don't have to listen so hard for everything because it, they it, they're getting information just by that type of sound. Oh, I've heard that before, and that means that we're in Katrina's house because there's tea being made, or um, we're at Florence's because there's like desert type sounds happening. So stuff like that, I think, is really will add a lot to um, any show that you're trying to make. But yeah, just play with it. That would be my biggest tip um, and audacity. <laughs> um, next, what is the creepiest supernatural experience you've ever had? Ooh, Ooh you know, I always, um, oh, I, I'm not sure I've ever had like a true like ghost experience but there are a couple of things that have happened um I always got a spooky vibe at our high school uh always but I wasn't the only one I heard it was haunted by a nun in Mary house which I thought was really interesting um because I, I remember after like all the lock-ins and stuff which I'm sure everyone remembers the lock-ins from the series but um that was a yeah we actually had lock-ins yeah <laughs> it's a real thing they made us do but I still I have a feel t-shirt like from St. Jude's Lock-in. Oh, no way. I do. Oh, I that's wild. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I always feel like because you're sleep deprived and because the hallways were dark and the lights were always flickering and everything was from like the 60s, I always felt like you could see stuff out of the corners of your eyes, like mm. if you were not paying enough attention. But my only real true ghost story that happened, um, so I'm from Virginia originally uh, from a town called Leesburg um, which is I guess Northern Virginia right at the um, corner of like West Virginia and Maryland um, but there was a little museum where I was like a, a docent um, for their haunting tour every year um, so they dressed me up in like a Civil War era get up and I would lead tours of um, of the town like ghost tours of the town at Halloween as big fundraiser for the museum um, there was one night when I was a storyteller, so they took me off tour guide duty and just put me in one of the houses to like tell the story. Um, and it was in the museum itself. And one night between groups that were coming in, like I got a huge waft of like lilies. I was like, wow, lilies, like what a weird smell. Someone must have brought flowers in. And I heard someone like stirring upstairs, like in the um, offices upstairs. And I was like, oh, that's strange too. Um, but when I checked in about it later, no one was up there because that was always permanently locked, that space. Um, but they did tell me that the space had been a funeral parlor during the Civil War and that lilies were what was used to cover up the smell of corpses before they could be buried. Um, so that was my, my biggest like supernatural, paranormal sort of spooky thing going on. Um, okay, so, so fun fact. I have been on that Leesburg ghost tour because I no went way. with you. I oh. went with you <laughs> when we were, what, 14? I think it was the first time we ever really hung out. We had a sleepover. And yes. the beginning of the sleepover was that we went on the haunted Leesburg tour. So that was my introduction to you. Well, that tracks. I think that was everyone who knew me from like 1998 to 2006's introduction to me because I well, was like on that. Just told everyone how old we are, which is fine. To age That's is fine. a privilege. Uh, I'm I'm fine with it. I can uh, I can live with that. But yeah, everyone who knew me during that era was dragged on that haunting tour. 
It was fun. And if it was fun, it was a good time. Yeah, it was a great like Halloween activity. I will say like Virginia in general, I feel like there are a lot of places that feel very um, ghosty. If you're the type of person that like picks up the vibes, um, then I think you'll pick them up there. Like my childhood home definitely has a ghost in it. Um, Your childhood home is scary as shit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And my husband was just back a few weeks ago and he like hadn't, there's like a little tiny room off of my childhood bedroom. It's like an attic but it's actually just this little tiny creepy room and he had never been in there. And he was like, Oh yeah, that's haunted. I was like, I've been telling you that for a long time. Um, and then I think the creepiest experience I've ever had actually though, was um, the ghost tour on the queen Mary in long beach. Did you ever go? I've heard that is no, I never went, but I heard that that is something else that has a real, and it's like, I think, you know, it's been on like, the 10 most haunted places in America or whatever, which sometimes I feel like, I don't know, do I believe that or whatever? But then when I went, I was like, yeah, there's a dark, someone here was angry. Like I, I felt ill actually. Like I had to leave the tour. I'm very suggestible. I will say that, but like, I did definitely get like a, a very heavy, um, vibe, if you will, from that. So that was quite creepy. Um, Yeah. I don't really know what I believe about all that stuff, but I definitely think you know when you get a feeling. So, you know, that's that's the thing. Uh, okay. What tips do you have for someone who wants to create an audio drama? Have we answered this? Not really. I think, what are, what are some tips? Um, finding a story that can be told without being seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what was really helpful about St. Mary's, the way that we conceived it once it was no longer a screenplay, um, was that you did have these chunks of memory that could be described mm-hmm. to people. So the opening monologues of every episode, um, even now, like where you have Anna interjecting and stuff, you know, practice your English using these whatever. Um, it gives you an opportunity to tell you a lot about a character without, because we don't have the benefit of the actor having like the full range of their instrument of being able to like walk across stage or have a costume or you know have a a a furtive glance or whatever so you have to pick a story that can be told in such a way that um you don't need to see it um so i recommend a, a lot of first person monologue shows i think are really successful because of this um there's a show called ache willow i love and another one called the antique shop um and they both are first person monologues that are like recounting a strange paranormal or supernatural event that is happening or has happened Mm. um and i think that 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 format lends itself really well Mm -hmm. i think where we are different is having lots of different voices yeah so just being able to um, to have rich enough dialogue between those characters that when you're listening to them talk to each other, it doesn't sound like they're, it's too expository, if that makes sense. Right, right. So you can actually have like like a tennis match really going on instead of just all, that makes sense. I or know we talked a lot yeah. at the beginning, like before you started writing, we were talking about like how, like sort of giving a reason for the narration Mm. um which is you know I think is something cool that the show has in it is that that like they're they're actually 
making a podcast really like um as part of the show which I think that's kind of an interesting you know if you're stuck and maybe like trying to brainstorm on something or how you can turn it into audio like maybe think about why um that character might need to it doesn't have to be a podcast but it could be that they're keeping a diary or um that they have some reason something they're reading back through an old book or something like that um that would that would kind of lend itself more to that medium and like use it rather than like be um constrained by it I think is always like a good way to look at stuff like that yeah there's another podcast I listen to that's an audio drama like not like ours that has like lots of voices but it's called Ghosts in the Burbs and the um the woman who writes it is does it under the guise of like collecting ghost stories like interviews mm. with her neighbors cool. and I always thought yeah and so there are she's kind of playing multiple characters in the context of like retelling the story but like that's another way to kind of think about it is like oh I'm collecting interviews for a project I'm you know uh I'm recording this for posterity because yeah it, it, there's lots of different lots yeah. of different reasons to have a to have a audio record of something so just try it out and see which one works for your characters yeah and then I also recommend like you know getting actors involved early and stuff because like you're saying it is it's so much more fun and I think it works out better when you kind of know um who you're writing for um so yeah if you're if you're trying to like just get something going even making like a pilot episode just so you can get a feel for it um could be a good first step I think it's good to like break things down into individual steps so you don't get overwhelmed and then you never start um maybe the best advice advice is to just start yeah exactly yeah just make one yeah just make (laughs) one because who cares yeah people will listen believe me we yeah we have been shocked for yeah we've been shocked and I still I'm like I feel like this type of content I can't find anything like our stuff yeah I can't find very much like the other stuff I really like Mm, interesting Um, yeah and so, you know, I feel very like lonely when my podcast episodes are, are current. Cause I'm like my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so write a podcast. I'll listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you do, and you listened to this and, and use the tips, please also leave a comment and let us know to listen to your podcast. Cause we will do that. Um, if you're a fan of the show, especially that'd be fun. Uh, how do the actors record episodes? Um, so I think I mentioned a little bit that, um, we do this remotely. So actually we've never met, (laughs) we've met, we did a a zoom interview with some of the cast at the end of last season, but we've never met in person. I think we're going to try this year to, at least for like the West coast actors that we have, which I think is the majority, but not everyone. We have some, we, you know, Emma's in Europe. (laughs) So we're, I think she's she's in Croatia, right? think so yeah I think she's been a little bit all over um but uh Emma who plays Katrina sorry if that's not clear (laughs) um but yeah I I think we would like to at least get everyone together but it's funny that we've just been able to do the show um without doing that everyone records um I usually tell people do like two or three takes or however many they feel they need but usually two or three is more than enough often I would say 90% of the time I take the first take because <laughs> it just usually is the most um like organic feeling and and uh, we have great actors who like really know the characters and they usually get it right pretty 
you know, without much assistance. There's been a few times just for like clarity, or if I know we're going to need something specific in terms of a background noise from them that I will direct them more, but most of the time they're just sort of, um, encouraged to take it and run with it. And then I edit everything together. Um, and it's, it's kind of amazing how not, uh, complicated that's been. I, I thought it would be a little bit harder to like match, um, especially in like intense conversations and things like that, but it's been, um, we've had a pretty good experience even being, you know, thousands of miles away sometimes. So that's another reason that this is a little bit of a, an easier thing to do than it used to be because we can all do it from home. The last question, anything you can tease about the rest of the second season or what's to come on the show? Ooh, <laughs> I guess that's up to me. Yeah. Um, well, I can tease that I haven't written very much of it yet. Um, <laughs> and I can tease that I'm not one of those writers that plots out an entire season when I start. Um, I like to let my own writing take me by surprise. Like I generally know where we're ending. Mm. Um, so like last season, like the last three episodes, like I said, I called up Laura and I'm like, does it make any sense? I was like, a, um, but I think... I'm excited about who our big bad is going to be of this mm, season. Interesting, so interesting. I'm going to tease that. Um, I am excited. The next episode I have written that hasn't been recorded or produced yet has some interesting information. We may see uh, an old character we haven't mm. had on in a while. And um, I think that's kind of the best I can do. And I don't pretty really good. know. I think that's, that's good. hopefully that's pretty good. I think that's a um, teaser. So I think that counts. I hope, so. I, hope it, <laughs> I hope it counts. I really like the next episode that I wrote. I, I was that was the last one I wrote before I went out on right. moving COVID and maternity. I liked it too. Yeah, so I'm excited to get that one recorded, and I'm excited to pick up from there. So it should be fun. It'll be fun. No, and I know. I mean, you know, we just want to also thank everybody for watching with us and subscribing and yeah bearing with us and um yeah just being generally excited about it and I know um you know a lot of you probably don't know of our other um things that we've done but we have a feature film called to the new girl which is available on Tubi um we just got another huge platform but I can't announce it yet I wish I could as we record this but it should be it, it we're at a bunch of places Plex um Zumo Alice Movies Channel, Fearless, um, Amazon. Yes, Amazon. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you if you are into you know Sam's writing and and our production company's work, that film is available and free to watch. So check it out. Um, we are working on some other things too. Uh, I'm writing a podcast that hopefully will be out later this summer, depending on what happens with the writer strike. Um, that's sort of a more, um, like teen murder, which, you know, I guess this is, it's apparently our milieu. <laughs> yeah. We, we're dark keep working people. In teen murder. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> we, we are good enough. dark, dark ladies, which it seems like people like, so that's fine. People like it. They're picking up what we're putting down. So, yeah. you know. 
So anyway, if you want to find us um, outside of Spotify, we have a website. It's new, N-E-W, girlpictures.com. Once when I said that to someone, they thought I said nude girlpictures.com. That is not <laughs> the website. It is new, N-E-W. <laughs> probably have a lot more than 55,000 downloads. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Oh, man. Um, and then you can it's also follow show. us on uh twitter and instagram we're really more on instagram than anywhere else and it's at new n-e-w girl film um and yeah i mean if you are enjoying the the show we would love to have you check us out elsewhere and and please feel free to leave questions we will answer them um and we'll hopefully have some new episodes for you soon you know whenever we uh we're past this strike and having everybody getting paid <laughs> so, pay your writers um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening we really appreciate it and thanks for uh sticking around and, and subscribing to the show we promise we are coming back we're coming um, back we're so coming back we have not abandoned you we're just you know life life is lifing and that's that's a good thing so <laughs> We will all see good you stuff. or hear you or you'll hear us soon. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Thanks thank, so much. Thank you, everybody. 